Cartoon Joe here from the GeekCast Live podcast. You're listening to the Movie Podcast Network. If you like what we do here, or if you're just bored, head on over to patreon.com and give us some love or some cash or change or a tip jar or whatever you're feeling. Patreon.com is a place where you can support us, other podcasters, other creatives, and uh, just give a little back to those that you like. Check us out. Look up Geekcast Live at Patreon.com and support us any way you can. We would appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes or YouTube or follow us on SoundCloud. Be sure to comment, like, review, leave cynical comments, or call Nick mean names. He likes when you do that. Like books? Hate to read? Have ears? Like to listen? Well, we have a solution. Audible.com, where there's over like a million or something books that you can listen to with your ears. Go to audible.com slash geekcastlive for a nice kick in the pants. If you enjoy good indie comics, head on over to waywardraven.com. Use the special discount code neckbeard to get a certain amount of money off your order. We don't really know how much, but it's something. Do it. Do it. It's a trap! Another episode of the GeekCast Live Podcast. That was Morse Code. I am your host. I, just, I, <laughs> I thought have, maybe he was being an otter. I don't. I am your host, GCR, with me as always. Rob Bass. Kaka. <laughs> and Cartoon Joe. <laughs> and um, uh, just a little uh, warning for everybody out there: uh, Nick has decided to only speak in sounds. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, um, episode 410. We've always planned. It's going to be Nick's, um, sound slash onomatopoeia episode. Well, it's also day five of this at home and his wife is really (laughs) starting to question their marriage. (laughs) (laughs) And on with us tonight. Yeah. Making his uh, season four, uh, uh, return to the show. Uh, we're changing the format up a little bit. We are starting the show with our guest because some guests need more than the second half of the show. Are you saying that I'm verbose? You you are <laughs> verbose. You are uh, otherworldly. Some would say. Good, good use. Some would say you're almost as big as the UFO that trailed behind Hale Bob's comet that took all the nice people away. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> That's only a little bit sinister, but <laughs> well, you are just a little bit sinister, so it works right. out. All right, now that is the dulcet. That is the velvety dulcet tone of one Alex Yard. How are you, sir? I am fine, thank you, gentlemen. How are you, my good fellows? Wonderful, excellent, sober. Bye. <laughs> Hey, I applaud sobriety. I mean, if that's where you're at, man, you know, congratulations. I am sipping on my naughty nanny. It's not for lack of trying. Just vodka doesn't work as well as it should. Hey, can we can we clear something up? Because I've actually I have two questions. I never 
I think I know the right answer, but I'm never sure, so I never go for. I never go there. Okay. If if someone is um like, hey, I'm I'm not drinking. Are they on or off the wagon? They're around it. They're 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 under the wagon. <laughs> <laughs> they are trodden by the wheels. No, they're. You, if you're off the wagon, you're drinking. If you're on the wagon, you're you know you're you're a friend of Bill W's. Okay. So the next question then is, um, is it better financially to be in the red or the black? Oh, you got to be in the black. You want to be in the black. Always bet on black. Passenger 57. Okay. <laughs> uh, Nick, uh, make, a no- make one noise for one, two noises for two if you can for the rest of the show. Or or, uh, okay. or no noises. That's great. <laughs> Possibly a line disconnecting noise. I'm not sure. I also realized I... he's one of the gentlemen from that Buffy episode. <laughs> oh, God. I also realized I said nice throwback. make one noise for one and make two noises for two. Which <laughs> doesn't, does if they're not... coming by sea, also make two noises. <laughs> oh Man. shit. Okay, well, they're by land. So, Alex, how have you been, my man? I have been well, thank you. Um, you, you have been traveling. I have been traveling. I'm now home again. That'll be the title of my book. Actually, um, <laughs> maybe it's too early to do this, but I've been doing this awesome um, app that I don't know if anybody knows about. I have so many things I'm so happy about now. Um, it's called Hoopla, and Hoopla Digital does this thing where, it, um, you know, if you have a library card, um, you put in your library card, and it accesses all the digital media that your library offers, so you can virtually check out in quotes, like 20 titles of anything. Like I'm going through Blackest Night. I'm listening to Lord of the Rings. I'm watching this obscure Japanese anime all for free, all at the same time, you know, with my phone. And you can do it anywhere. And it's awesome. It's called Hoopla. And it's a free app. And, you know, it also supports, you know, your local libraries, which is a good thing, uh, which hopefully we will have um, uh, soon unless they cut the budget for it. But you know, hey, it's cool. It's great. All the so, cool kids are doing it. So all you need is a library card? Yeah, because you do. You put your library card in and it finds your local branch. Whatever your local branch offers digitally, which is pretty much, you know, everything you would want, you know, you, you can get, you know. That's amazing. Yeah, you can get anything. And, and it's the greatest with comics because, you know, you, you know, the digital comics, you know, it's pricey. So you can go through like, you know, I mean, I'm going the whole of Blackest Night. You know, my son was going through. Um, they have um, Injustice Part 1 and 2. Uh, they have all kinds of stuff. And it's really current, you know, great stuff. You know, um, you know, like I was saying, I was listening to Lord of the Rings in the car. Um they had great radio adaptations, like really wonderful. Um, the one that I, I had just put it on Facebook. If, if you want to, you want to really hear, and they're kind of like three, four hours. So they're doable. They're really, you know, they don't get into a lot of the detail. It's like kind of like a radio play, like a throwback kind of thing. So they have some narration, but it's all kind of action. They, they act out all the fighting and there's like five, there's like, you know, 20 guys, you know, there's everybody's doing the voices like there's a Gandalf, there's a Boromir, there's, you know, 
Um, I mean, it's great. It's fantastic. You know, I, I really recommend it for Pete. And I mean, again, it's all free. So that's something people should be taking advantage of for sure. H-O-O-P-L-A? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in the iStore or Android or... Yeah, no, it's it's like the greatest thing. And it, movies, like I said, anything digital, audiobooks, um, books you can read on your Kindle or, you know, and it's fantastic. You know, comics, anything. Like they have the whole suicide, they have Suicide Squad. They have, you know, anything you would really want. That seems to be a must. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And absolutely nobody knows about it. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Yeah, exactly. That's, that that's, uh, needs more play, for sure. Yeah, I'm serious. You know, I mean, really, it's ridiculous. And again, you know, it's like nobody thinks about it. Like the local library, you have all that stuff, you know? Hoopla. Hoopla Digital. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Son of a biscuit. <laughs> Only thing you have to have a library card. So, Which I do. Yeah, exactly. Well, there you go. You just that put that number out. in and boom. The world's your Urster. Uh, so we were, uh, we are, we are in the midst of uh, our first ever tournament of bad. Mm. And uh, now I know that you are, uh, you're one of those guys who really likes the sports ball. So I know who I me. Know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a robust group of fellows! What what color are we rooting for? <laughs> <laughs> but we are we are going to uh, have you take us from the Sweet Sixteen, okay, to the Elite Eight, okay. So. Concept is these are all the worst things in geek. We had sixty four. We cut it down to thirty two. We got it down to sixteen. You know, I look at these brackets. I was like, you know, I don't have so much of a problem with most of these things. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it says about me, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in 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 the matchups, uh-huh. um, and I think uh, Joe, would you be able to set up the matchups for us and then have? Uh, um, have Alex uh, pick the winner. I did a preliminary cut, but yeah, let me just hear what your your two things are, and I'll do it on the spot. All right, let me pull those up. All right, let's start with. Let's see if I can. Oh, cool. Uh, HBO's Dorn versus anything reimagined. I'm anything sorry, reimagined. Who? Whose team is this? Oh, this is Nick's. Anything Any- you imagined, it, you're looking for the, the the lesser of two evils. No, no the worst. Or, or the worst. Oh, it's less. It's it's anything reimagined. Okay. So 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 anything reimagined is worse than HBO's Dorn plotline. Yes. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> What in the sweet and savory fuck? Nick, there's no way you're making those noise on your own. I, I like to think that he is. <laughs> All right, what's next? Druid took a uh, he took a couple levels of druid whenever we weren't looking. Oh, okay, that makes dumped, sense. He, he dumped some stats into into, yeah. into mimicry. Yeah. Uh, paying for autographs versus lack of bodily awareness cosplay. 
See, now that's tough because I'm not into body shaming, so I would have to go. But, you know, there are people like, you know, the guy that was, you know, in some kind of obscure thing in the 60s. You want the guy to be able to pay his rent, right? So it's that's a tough one. Um, I guess I'd have to go paying for autographs is worse. Okay. <laughs> God. Sorry, uh, sorry, uh, you know, King Tut from, you know, whatever. Oh, is he dead? I'm sorry. <laughs> from too, Batman sixty six. Way too soon. <laughs> Who's not dead in that? Let me see. No um, idea. Sorry, Julie Newmar. <laughs> Thanks for everything. Um, Good, nice, deep cut. I like that. <laughs> Speaking of which, I love Adam West. I saw him recently um, at uh, premiering the oh the Cape Return of the Cape Crusader. Wow, I'm plugging everything now. Cape, Return of the Cape Crusader is amazing. Him and Dick Ward and you know Julie Newmar and you know they don't have to be selling their uh, autographs because they should be making some buku dollars off that. I mean, it's a really cool release. Warner Brothers just kills it. DC Warner Brothers, they they kill their their animated stuff and and it's really good. It's a shame their movie universe is so you, bad. You know, it you can't have it all. I mean, Marvel is the opposite. <laughs> Marvel has the worst like, you know, cartoons, but their cinematic universe is, is stellar. So, you know, you can't have it all, right? I I would agree with that. Yeah. What's what's cool. next up, Joe? Uh, let's do Rise. Uh, so we have the uh, art of Rob Liefeld versus over revealing trailers. Over revealing trailers. Wow! In an upset. Wow. I uh, I have spoken. It's the year of the twelve seed. I, I I kind of feel the same way actually, mostly because of the uh, the sore spot that is the recent Spider Man trailer. Great trailer. Why did they give Tells that away? You the whole movie. Why did they give that away? I, I wanted to see Spider Man pulling that thing together, and oh my god, how's he going to do that? Well, of course, when he start jumps in and with his like million different rockets and saves the day, I'm like, and gets demoted, and he loses the suit, and then he gets this, then he has to fight the guy with no suit, and the movie's over. Yeah, then he's going to battle the Bird Man, you know, and they reveal the Vulture Bird Person. I mean, they reveal everything. It is yeah. it is insanely over revealing. Even yeah. even the little kind of touches, the little funny stuff that you want to see at the movie that you chuckle, you know, they give everything and, and, away. And, and see, like I'm excited to see all of those scenes, but like, why did you, why did you have to give us all of that? Like, Dude, you, spent, you spoon fed us the whole movie. You, you had me at Spider Man Homecoming. You had me at that. I didn't actually I need any trailers for that movie at all. I, I did. You could have <laughs> right. just had Spider Man Homecoming and you just it. kept releasing posters. You didn't have until, to show me Tony Stark. It's like it's Iron Man 5 or whatever, right? I mean, mm-hmm. on, you didn't have to show me Tony Stark at all. Yeah, but. Uh, alas. It, it harkens back to that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it harken back to that Patton Oswalt joke where he talks about how, um, like all movie trailers should just be like a monkey in a hat jerking off, and then it should just say like the title of the movie. Absolutely, <laughs> there should be no. They shouldn't. That that should be all movie trailers. Yeah, absolutely. 
Give us fucking one, nothing. You know what? One, I'm, I'm about to go. I'm about to flip about Wonder Woman too because now, I mean, I've seen like a couple. Like I saw a Russian trailer that they had a little while ago. It was in Russian, but they showed some of the action that you hadn't seen. There was the international trailer, and because it's an action film, you don't really need to hear. You know, you don't need to speak Russian. You can see what's going on. She's kicking ass. She's Wonder Woman. She's flying around. But, you know, like the latest one, I'm like, dude, I don't want to see all this stuff, man. Like, leave me something, you know? I, I don't want to see it all. And, you know, it's just... Like, there's that great alleyway scene where it's kind of like a reversal on Superman. You remember when Superman caught the bullet in the original Superman movie when they were in the, mm-hmm. in the alley? Well, it's like she goes out and she starts, like, you know, deflecting the bullets and stuff. I mean, that was cool. Like, why, why give that away? That was awesome. You know? I mean, ugh. Do they think that we're not going to see the movie unless they give us that? Well, they they already have us. Like, our demographic, they already have us. They know that. But what they want, they want the moms to take the kids that might not be into it or the kind of casual viewer. Now, I mean, who's a casual viewer? Everybody knows who Wonder Woman is. Everybody's going to go see Wonder Woman. I don't care who you are. You're going to go see Wonder Woman because it's like, you know, duh. You're going to go see it. So you already have the money. You don't have to fish so much, right? Well, that's. I'm glad you brought that up, and and please remind me we talked about this because when we get to our our DCEU uh, conversation later on the show, I want to bring up the. I want to bring up something to that topic. Okay. uh, That Rob and I talked about earlier this week. Uh, What was our. uh, You're. uh, I'm thinking that I underseated over revealing movie trailers. Maybe they weren't a 12, they might have been more of an 8. But anyway. Yeah, maybe. Uh, anyway, um, the six seed fan fiction versus the two seed, the cast of Dungeon Siege. Cast of Dungeon Siege. <laughs> no question. Is there anything worse than Ray Liotta's sweaty Italian wizard? Oh, <laughs> dude, it's killing me. It's like that Aragon. What was that? Aragon dragon? What is that? Aragon. It was like, Aragon. Yeah. It was a bad movie. It was a bad game. It was like it was like everything was bad. They had bad T-shirts. They had bad towels. <laughs> like everything that that thing touched. Maybe was, we've maybe we've got it wrong all of these years, and that's actually what they were going for. No. <laughs> it was awful. It was, even the even the plagiarizing of the book was bad. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Like the young adult novel, it burst into flames, like the Samsung phone. <laughs> yeah, let's let's name our protagonist Aragon. Aragon. It's like dragon, but with but, but, but sounds like Viggo Mortensen's character from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so that was my bracket. What's the What's the next one? Hey, let's go to my bracket. And speaking of Aragon, that's my nine seed. Uh, which is up against uh, my 12 seed X-Men Origins. Aragon versus X-Men Origins? It has to be Aragon. Aragon is worse than X-Men's Origins. But X-Men Origins, I mean, Origins. Origins. Oh, that's good stuff. Oranges. <laughs> oh. Snorigins. You know what? The reason that I, 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 I like, you know, X-Men Origins you know, more than Aragon, other than Aragon is like this kind of tumor, is that um, because it was so awfully done and Ryan Reynolds was such an awful Deadpool, 
that he can make fun of it now in his good Deadpool is the reason that thing exists. It, like he he it's it's like he can just go in a deep he can dig that forever, right? Like I didn't have a mouth, and you know I mean it's, I I love it. I love it that he can dig at his own like movie and break the fourth wall and do all that stuff because it's so bad. It's so uh, bad. It's amazing. That's fair. No, nothing good came out of Aragon. No. At least we have this. At least you have yeah. Um, you know Ryan Reynolds being able to poke fun at himself doing, you know Deadpool. And there was a there was a Jeremy Irons vehicle too, the Aragon movie. Right. Well, you know, he. I guess he was a little slow on his uh, autograph signings, so he took the money from Aragon. I guess. And what's what what what's his character's name? Like D. Artigan. Oh, I can't even remember. Yeah, <sighs> no, it's, it's not. It's, like it's not D'Artagnan. It's like no. D, it's like D'Artagnan. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> It's like they just kind of went and says, you know, why don't we have all these different like classical characters and just change the the continents and the in the vowels and you know we'll just flow we'll play with it a little bit. I think it might just be brawn or something. Yeah. It might be brawn, actually. I think it was just brawn. You know, like of the black water. All right, what's the next one? I want to know what kind of uh uh see and say Nick is using to speak tonight. Uh, I've got uh, the Hobbit trilogy versus the early racist propaganda of Dr. Seuss. Uh, I have to say the early racist propaganda of Dr. Seuss. Yeah, absolutely. Racist, as you call Ray-sus-t. it. Yeah, racist. Yeah, boo, racist. Dr. Racist. <laughs> oh, man. And what's next? Uh, Rob Bracket. Uh, we've got uh, his number eight seed, Angstikin. <laughs> oh, angst again. Uh, old angsty Annie. Uh, versus Indiana Jones surviving a nuke. <laughs> Thanks uh, to George Lucas physics. You know, that's a tough one only because I think that because you had so much angsty Annie, I mean, like really, you know, it was just kind of insufferable. But but I enjoyed angsty Annie for the same reason that um, I'm going to give um, X-Men Origins a pass. I'm going to give Anakin a pass because I enjoy like the humor in deconstructing and laughing at it. There's nothing that I enjoyed about the Crystal Skull. <laughs> so I have to go with the angsty Annie. That, that that wasn't as bad. I think Indiana Jones was worse. The the, the surviving the um I think that movie was just worse. <laughs> it was just bad. It was bad. And he and sur- he survived a nuclear blast by getting inside a frigidaire. Yeah. <laughs> I mean he survived um a plane crash in an inflatable raft. We forget about that. That's Remember that? True. So, I mean... He beat the Ark of the Covenant by closing his eyes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Don't look at it, Miriam. <laughs> uh, it's no- beautiful! Why did that Face-meltingly good. Yeah. Oh, man. Nazis, I hate those guys. <laughs> I hate Illinois Nazis. <laughs> That's a Blues uh, Brothers reference. What's the next one? Uh, every Fantastic Four film versus Batman versus Superman. <laughs> every Fantastic Four film. I'm not even hating on Batman versus Superman. I, you I, should I, be. I, I, you know what? 
I think that the the longer cut, more of it is better than less of it. Like it's a totally different movie. <laughs> I do. I, I you know I might be in the minority here, but I you know I I I'm not even hating on Batman versus Superman. I think there's a lot there, but you know hey you know the whole why did you say that name? <laughs> Mother. It's his mother's name. Okay, let's go kick Lex's ass. That's the Your fucking mom's name's Martha too. There's... Martha's not gonna die tonight. They, I mean, listen. There's only room for one Martha death in this film. <laughs> they, I mean, it's not like they, they read it all day. But they yeah. did a table read of that. Yeah, and said like, yeah, this is good. Yeah, this yeah. is great fast. writing. Yeah, we'll do that. That's passable. We'll, this will make we'll us a million dollars. Okay, so why do they fight? Okay, we're gonna have Lex write like um like but, whore on Diane Keaton's forehead, <laughs> and then and then what we're gonna do is and then then we're gonna then they're gonna fight. Okay, well how do we bring them out of that for the third act? Um, let's give both their moms the same first name. And it's and no one said like what? That's weak, right? That's kind of that's lazy. Little sloth like cardinal sin. No one said that. Instead, they were like, they just. They You're like, right. Batman's an insane person. That's exactly <laughs> that's, why that's true. this should work. But I mean, but it was always that way. I mean, didn't they always have the first? They always were Martha, right? They were both they, they, they were, but the fact that like their like sudden like the the sudden twist in battle. Well, well, and now the tides are turning against Lex and whatever the fuck was that abomination. I, I, I think here's the thing. That's why I think that more is better because they really kind of lay out. The, the kind of like the manipulation that Lex was doing between the both of them. It was building. I mean, listen, Batman wasn't Batman when it first started. Batman was Bruce Wayne going to downtown, driving through, you know, whatever with his Land Rover or whatever, trying to get to his building. And these, you know, Kryptonians are flying around. I mean, I think there was a lot of solid stuff in there. I mean, he was crazy. He was kind of Earth One Batman. He was kind of crazy, Batman. He was kind of Earth One, a mixture between Earth One and um, the Dark Knight Returns um, Batman, you know? He was kind of like on the edge, older, kind of cynical, done with the world. I mean, remember, he was like branding people, he was doing all kind of crazy shit. He was right on the edge. So he was already crazy. And, you know, you know, Clark was going through this existential crisis or whatever, you know, being Superman and, you know, whatever. And you know, I, I I get it. There were there were there was some stuff that they could really have have farmed. And yeah, the Martha stuff was ridiculous. But I'm not gonna throw the baby in the bathwater. I I thought it was cool. And the seven minutes that they were fighting, that was awesome. So, you know, yeah, but seven seven good minutes for film is not no, a no, good no, film. Was, make. No, 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 there was more than seven. There was definitely more than seven minutes of good film. Definitely more than that. Uh, maybe ten. It was, it was only seven consecutive good minutes, and there was yeah, there was a lot of filler. There was totally a lot of filler. But the funny thing is, is that uh, but uh, there's nothing wrong with filler. Filler filler is a great thing, but yeah. you, you you have to like do something with it. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Look, I I don't think I'm going to convince anybody that hates Batman versus Superman that they should love it. But for me, <laughs> as far as between those two films, what are we talking about? Batman versus Superman and who? Versus Fantastic oh, Four. Versus Fantastic, Fantastic Four? Four? Versus the come whole on. pantheon of come Fantastic on. Four. Come on. I mean, come on. <laughs> Do I have to, like, even... Is that even, like, a... a, a, a come on. No. All of the Fantastic yeah. Four? Oh, my God. Everyone was horrible. 
And think about this. They had they had just like an album in her underwear, and it was still horrible. Well, they had there's there's been what three or <laughs> four they cast as the Invisible Force. Woman. <laughs> Has there been three or uh, or four Fantastic Fours? Just three, right? Uh, three, and then uh, there was a oh, early seventies one. There that was, was a seventies one, was which was the best one. That's right. the best thing oh, of by far. Okay, so let's so let's say there's so there's the four of them. So they've had three different casts in four shots. And they've they've never been able to cast that fucking film well. well it's not the cast. Didn't they the have writing. the same it's, cast for the second it's one? The writing. It's the it, it, the writing was shit. It's, that's, mm-hmm. that's all it is. I mean, if you have a shit script, it's, you can't put lipstick on the pig. Really? I mean, you can, but they'll struggle. Yeah, you can. <laughs> it, 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 you know, yeah, it, yes, it's a dumb, co- you know, comic book movie. But you know what? There have been. Like the Winter Soldier is a comic book movie, but that stands alone as a good freaking movie. That's like yes. a spy thriller. Yes. The Winter Soldier is probably like the gold set, like, you know, Dark Knight, you know, the Dark Knight, probably the best, you know, among the best comic book movies. You know, I mean, come on. The script is awesome. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you can have a good movie that's a comic book movie. You don't. it doesn't have to be, you know, you, you, you know, Logan. I mean, come on. You know, you, you you can you can do you can make art. You know, if you want to. You know, that's why these things win these awards, and they're you know they're they're literature. They're you know, comic books aren't just you know kind of oh I'll dress up and punch the guy. You know, it's we do it's, have a, we do have the Oscar winning Suicide Squad. Oh God, well, brain me <laughs> again. I don't. I'm not saying. I'm not. Yeah, there's a lot wrong with Suicide Squad. There's stuff that you know. Hey, I'm. I'm gonna pick the you know the the worms out of it and eat the apple because I thought there were things that were great. <laughs> I like that. Pick the worms out of it and eat the apple. Nick, what do you think? <laughs> okay, you killed him. <laughs> <All right. laughs> So that is our that's our we have it we have uh, the Terminator bad is to its final eight. Can we get a recap? Did you, uh, Joe? Go through a tunnel there. What was that? Yeah. Did Nick just take a piss? Uh, is that our first on air piss? And a refill this soda. <laughs> uh, Joe, can we get a recap of the Elite Eight with with yes. the seeds? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. Just give me a second. I got to rebring it up. Oh. Bring it back up? No, rebring it back up. <laughs> Let's see. We have uh, the 12 seed. We're in Nick's bracket. The 12 seed, anything reimagined versus the number three seed, paying for autographs. Uh, in Rise bracket, we have the 12 seed of over revealing trailers and the two seed, the cast of Dungeon Siege. <laughs> All right. In my bracket, we have the Aragon film, which is the number nine seed versus the number seven seed, Dr. Ray Seust. And in Rob's bracket, we have the number 12 seed, Indiana Jones, Jumping the Fridge, and uh, every Fantastic Four film, which was the number three seed. A lot of 12s. I'm not even upset about it. That's the way the cookie crumbles. I mean, that's why it's that's why it's the madness. <laughs> oh. Sorry, I had to reposition myself there. I was sitting on like a fucking box of oranges or something. 
Do you often are, just are you homeless? sit on fresh produce? <laughs> no, it was one of them damn, you know, ever buy the Clementines? Uh, oh, they my darling. That, they come in that little wooden crate, and I don't know. It was underneath. But, but How often do you tiny, have to change out your furniture? That's a tiny crate, dude. That's not like a big crate for a, a large strapping man. Well, that's what I'm saying. It was, it, was underneath, it was underneath some pillows. I didn't realize it, and I was like, what the hell is with this? Dude, what is going on in your house? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, some kind of Pinterest orange crate chair. <laughs> it's, a, it's an artisan Clementine crate. Yeah. Oh. I, I, I don't know. I have no explanation as to why it's there. But it was underneath some throw pillows, and oh, uh, I had to I had to rearrange myself. Okay, so so um, we brought you on, sir, because you okay. were going to you were going to set us straight. And or no. create some interesting dialogue when it comes to the the DC uh, universe. First of all, DCEU. Uh, what, what's the E stand for? Expanded. Expanded. Hmm, which is now? Why did they make that choice? Because they can't use cinematic universe because that's already used by Marvel. So they have to say expanded universe. So like all their books and everything that's canon is all kind of running whenever it's running, if it's concurrent or whatever. So it's an expanded universe. It's kind of like how they have a multiverse. Like DC, that was their thing, I think, first was a multiverse. And so they still have like, you know, I mean, come on, look at look at it. They 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 have how many different crises were there? So right. they they did this whole 52 thing that didn't really work. And so then they said, oh, it was a dream. We're going to, you know, redo this thing again with rebirth. And actually, the way they did rebirth was pretty cool. I'm still reading. I'm still pulling some of that stuff. But um, but yeah, it's all a multiverse. You know, it's um, although their things are are connected, um, the way they're doing their stuff on TV is is brilliant. You know, um, the Flash, Arrow, Supergirl finally back where she needs to be because I think she's more at home with those, you know, kind of CW, you know, Legends of Tomorrow and all that jazz. I mean, they, that that's running really well. That's that's a myth for them. You know, they're doing really well with that. So, you know, they they're doing it right. They just got to, you know, they got to work on the films. Cause they got that's the that's the last leg on the school on the stool. If they can, you know, if Justice and I mean, from what I've seen from the trailer of Justice uh, Justice League, dude, that's a slam dunk. If, if they don't if they don't fuck it up, because it looks like just a solid script. It's funny. You know, you got Parademons, you got Steppenwolf. How can you lose? Well. They'll find a way. <laughs> I've asked that question every time they've made a film. I mean, they'll find a way. I, I, maybe. I, it, I don't know. Justice League, it is, it's got a longer runtime than Batman, lowercase v, Superman, colon, Dawn of Justice. There yeah. is, it's it's uh, like uh, 100 and... Well, it was supposed to be two films. Oh, was it? Okay, so yeah. they decided it's just one film now. Yeah. Um, so there's plenty of time to. I, I I have some questions about about the trailer, and I, that's why I that's why you're here because you're my guy. Okay. Um, to kind of go into that concept of like over revealing trailers, we all know Superman's coming back. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Why don't you just put him in the trailer? Because he's you, you're not going to put him in the trailer because you're going to have this kind of 
I hope. I don't know if they're going to have time for it. They probably won't. But there's going to be some kind of allusion to, you know, the different Superman, reign of the Superman somehow. They're going to fix that somehow. Um, there's some allusion to, you know, you see Lois Lane. Right. So if you see Lois, you know you're going to see Superman eventually. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's like the, it's, it's the worst kept secret that Superman's going to be in the That's movie. okay. But, but, I mean, yeah, because he's in Justice League. You don't see him in any of the promo stuff, but you know he's there. He's like the elephant in the room. I mean, basically, it's going to be like um, the third Superman film, basically, you know? I kind of really hope that he isn't in it, though. Like, I, like I, I'd really like to see them hold him off for a while and then bring him back if they're going to do it. Because just killing him off at the end of Batman versus Superman and then bringing him back in the next movie, like... Uh, but that was it just seems like such a waste. That was Superman's doomsday. That was the thing, right? Remember, he had perished doomsday. Him and doomsday. Yeah, because they blew their load in the second movie they, for they, him. They, 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 he's dead, and you know, you know, he's coming back. And when he comes back, you know, he's going to be different. He's going to be changed. Something's going to happen. They're going to be kind of usurpers to the you know Superman title or whatever. Or you know, they're just going to come back, and he's like badass. They had this test of him with this black suit. Yeah, I, and like heard, a I saw some, yeah, some the black suit and mullet thing, which is kind of funny. I like that. There's that '90s Superman with the long hair and the, you know, thing. I like that. You know, I mean, hey, if they do it, why not? You know, I, I, I'm all for it. You know, they. I mean, that was. I mean, that really made me kind of collect again because I had gone through a lull, and then when that whole Superman stuff came out, man, I was in the store. I was pulling everything Superman. I still have all that stuff. So yeah, that was that was it for me. And uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 cool. I, I think, but but here, more importantly, Aquaman gets some fucking props. Aquaman is not this like you know douche, right? Aquaman is like a real badass because he's the king of fucking Atlantis, man. <laughs> you know, he looks awesome. Jason Moe looks awesome. Nobody can tell me that this guy looks like you know. Oh, I just talked to fish. You know? I think he looks better when he's not wearing his armor. Oh, I, mean, I, I hear I, some I, fan fiction coming on. Uh, <laughs> Arthur Curry removed his blouse. <laughs> his doublet was askew. <laughs> he lay, legs akimbo in the show's lounge. Quivering. Uh, and Queen Mara looks awesome. They had like a snippet of Queen Mara. I had to slow down the thing and I saw her. I was like, who the hell is that? I was like, it's Mara. There's lots of mother boxes in the background that you can't see. Yeah, there's mother boxes. Uh, in lots of different scenes. Uh, the, the tra- I mean, I... <laughs> okay, so I think what Nick's trying to say is that he he has utter disdain for the comic book universe. He thinks if Superman dies, Superman should have to stay dead. Is that about right, Nick? <laughs> You, you can't Superman can't be dead forever <laughs> but no, sure he can nobody's Nick dead forever I mean, what comic book hero that has been around for 75 years is dead forever nobody all you have to do is believe my friend I don't want to believe I want him to be alive so I you know whatever <laughs> I think it's fine that he's coming back what I want to see is and what my my kid is really invested in is the um third season of Young Justice because Young Justice was top notch. 
as far as animated story. And I mean, it was great. Fantastic. The Superboy, his clone, Cadmus, the whole deal. I mean, I would love to see a live action of that. That would be amazing. Well, that's I, I guess I could parallel that into a question that I had from earlier. There's, there's. I, I read a an article on Screen Rant talking about like the the five biggest differences between DC and Marvel. And one of the things they talked about was that DC and we and we've talked about it in house here. DC skipped the buildup. They didn't do a a Superman movie, a Batman movie, a Wonder Woman movie, uh, you know, and then the Justice League. They've they've just gone from like Batman v Superman that had everybody in it, and now the next movie is Justice League. Is it a mistake, or are they playing catch up? Or is this the right way to go about it? Should they just say, we don't need a solo movie for everybody. Let's just rip the Band-Aid off and go right to the big group film that everybody wants. I mean, I don't, I mean, it's not like I have like knowledge of what their boardrooms are, but my suspect is, is that DC wasn't going broke. Marvel went broke. If people don't remember, Marvel was on the ropes. Marvel sold off a lot of their shit. That's right. why all. That's why Spider Man's at Sony. That's why the the mutants are all in Fox, because they sold off their properties. Man, they were going to go broke. I mean, when um, Joe Casada came on as CEO, he he kind of kind of got that together. So you know, and they started. And they took a gamble with Iron Man, and Iron Man wasn't even like top shelf. He was kind of B list, and it took off. You had the right people at the right time. You had Ronnie, they were blessed with Robert Downey Jr., who was sober at the time. And boom, there and you truly go. a blessing. And was a blessing. Oh yeah, he is Tony Stark. So yeah, that worked. But you know, you you know, you can't you can't recreate that experiment. You know what I mean? So I think that because um, Marvel was hungry, because they really needed these things to work, and they didn't always have successes. Look, you remember Ghost Rider and Incredible Hulk and right. You know, they weren't always successful, but they kept plugging along, doing these one shots. And then they finally got the Avengers together. And that was like, boom, they had Joss Whedon and the Avengers. And there you go. But, you know, Warner Brothers, they're not going to play the same game. They can't. You know, it's the same kind of thing like they can't, you know, use the, you know, MCU, you know, the, the you know, they can't do the cinematic universe. They have to do the expanded universe. You know, they, they can't be seen doing the same thing. There's just too much pride there. You know, there's, there's too much, you know, I can imagine. I can only imagine. They're not going to want to look like they're copying Marvel. And they don't have to, man. They've been around longer than Marvel. You know, DC has been around a long time. And Warner Brothers isn't going broke anytime soon. So they figured, you know, let's just get it all out. You know, they had Batman for they've been milking Batman forever. All they really need is Batman. I mean, you could have like think about how much money Batman has made for that. You know, I mean, you know, just that one character. So, you know, you got Batman, you got Superman, you know. And, you know, when you think about like the classic, you know, movies, when I think back of like, you know, what, you know, kind of got me going when I was a kid, like when I was like, what was I, eight? Nine, I forget how old I was when Superman the movie first came out, dude. Man, I still I watched that movie. I still I'm a nine year old kid, man. I still love that movie, Christopher well, Reeve. I still love that movie. I can't say that about you know. Yeah, there are movies that I watch from Marvel that are great and I enjoy them, man. But nothing gets me like that because I grew up, you know, reading DC. I remember, you know, being a kid at that time. Like I said, you can't you can't recapture that. 
Maybe there are kids now that are watching Marvel and what like my kid will watch Marvel and you know like you know Avengers and like feel that way. But you know, for our generation, you know, that's it's it's already we're the ones that are making these movies. We're the ones making these. We're the ones that are the directors and the writers and the you know that came through the stuff and is kind of digested and now giving forth all this stuff. So you know, for me, that's 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 my take on it. It's like. You know, we're, you know, we grew up reading this stuff and now we're producing the stuff and we're critiquing the stuff. So it's, you know, it's, um, you know, it's interesting to see how, what kind of choices they're making. And yeah, you, you know, you, 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 you got people with, you know, interesting, you know, making interesting choices, but, you know, artist choice, you know, people, I, I, you know, if I was a director, if I was Zack Snyder, maybe I wouldn't make the same choices. Maybe there's things I would have done, but I mean, man, he, he's a solid film. I mean, he's a solid dude, man. He, he knows what he's doing, but you know, I mean, I'm sure that there's things by committee, there's things that he has to do and there's things that they want. So, you know, I mean, I, I just think, you know, DC Marvel, and here my whole thing is, is that there's too much of this DC Marvel business. I mean, dude, man, there's so many independent, there's Valiant, there's, you know, you know, Dark Horse, there's, there's so many different comics out there, man. There's so many indie stuff. I mean, look, we, look, this is a time where we're going to get American Gods. We're getting yeah. Neil Gaiman doing American Gods on TV. Dude, that's insane. Which is going to be incredible. This is going to be incredible. The, the best good. stuff is happening on TV. I mean, we've got the Defenders coming on Netflix. You know, I mean, you know, I'm not going to get too much into, you know, whatever, um, you know, Iron Arrow. But, um, you know, <laughs> I think that, you know, it's been solid for the most part. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I want to see Punisher. I want to see that stuff, man. I, I mean, it's, you know, what a fabulous time we're living in you know, to be like a geek, you know? I mean, so I've got love for everybody. I want more. I want more and more and more. We have Wonder Woman coming never out. Gonna catch me. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, you know, I got love for everybody, man. There's so much love out here. Forget it. It's, it's, Dude, I want them to be successful. I want to see Superman. I want them to be successful. I want to make more. Because if they're successful, they make more. And I want more. Okay, now now tell me tell me what your preference would be then. And tell me what you think the answer is. For what? Uh, do, do we need origin films anymore? Well. Holy Christ. Do we need origin films? It depends who you're talking about. It depends I'm who you're talking, talking about. about. At the end of Justice League, when they when they surprise us with uh, with uh, Green Lantern, which is becoming less and less a surprise, mm-hmm. um, do we need to then? Ha- I'm cool with the Green Lantern solo film, but does it need to be an origin film? Do we need origin films, or are we as the public smart enough to just watch a Green Lantern movie? I, I, I think that you can it, again. Guardians of the Galaxy. I'll go to Guardians of the Galaxy. Nobody knew who the fuck these people were. Nobody knew who Guardians of the Galaxy was. That movie made how much? How many people went to see that thing? I had no idea who the Guardians of the Galaxy was. had no idea who Thanos is or what an Infinity Gem is or whatever. They went and saw that movie, man, and that was amazing. People cried because a cinematic tree died, dude. Can you imagine? 
So, no, you don't need an origin story if it's a good story. That's the whole thing. That's what I'm talking about. It's like writing. It's like it all goes back. I remember I was having a conversation um, with, uh, oh, gosh. Um, um, God, who was I talking to? I forget. But basically, we were talking, it was a comic writer, and he was talking about how, you know, I'm, you know, there are things that they can do on the cinema, they can do on the screen that we could never possibly, we can't draw that anymore. They, 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 you don't, you can, you can't make a comic look as good as what they could put on screen nowadays. So it's all up to the writers, right? Because, you know, if you can write a story that's compelling and you can have people kind of like lose themselves in it a little bit and feel like a kid or think or challenge them in some way, then, dude, that's that's it. But that's art. It's not like, you know, again, it's this partition, this this partition of this is a comic or this is a comic book movie or this is anime. So it can't be compelling and it can't tell a story and it can't it can't you know, kind of reach people in different ways, I think it's, it's, it's bogus. And it's coming down. It's coming down. People are realizing that, you know, like, you know, in Japan, you'll see people of all ages reading, you know, manga on the train. And, you know, it's not even a big deal. I mean, you see that now. You look into, like, you know, what bookstores they, they, they still have. You see all kinds of kids sitting, like, in you know, Barnes & Nobles in the manga section reading whatever they want to read, just sitting there. So you, you, you see it's, it's changing, you know, it's, 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 it's growing. So I don't think that you need origin necessarily. You can, you can tell, if you tell the story and it's compelling, you just need a little snippets of, okay, who's, this is the person, this is who they are, and this is their motivation, and boom, there you go. There's the sandbox. So, you know, like, I don't want to see another spot. I'm glad they're not doing Uncle Ben with the, the, the homecoming. That's why I was glad when I saw homecoming. I was like, oh, he's in high school. They're taking it back a little bit. Everybody knows who Spider-Man is. Like, everybody knows who Superman is. You don't need to tell that story anymore. You don't need to tell who Batman is anymore. Well, that's that's why I love... Listen, when... let me tell you something. One thing that I'll tell you about, the thing that I appreciate the most about Batman versus Superman, I'll go back to Batman versus Superman, is that that opening of Batman versus Superman when he's at the movie theater. That's Batman. You don't need to know anything more about Batman than how they, and they shot that shot for shot pretty much like Dark Knight Returns from the pearls hitting the street, the eyes, the iris, him saying Martha, the kid standing there, that whole thing. The kid, now they lost me with the kind of swirling up thing with the kid. It's like, you know, whatever they, you know, maybe that was a little too heavy on the nose, but that was beautifully shot. And that was maybe a three minute scene of him going to the theater and the, his life changing when his parents were killed. You know, that's that first trauma and him finding the cave at the funeral. That's all you need to know. That's Batman. Right. So you don't have to make a whole movie of that. Right. You would think. You don't. <laughs> you don't. We're going to have Army Hammer show up at the end of Batman, or for, at the end of uh, Justice League, and he's going to be Hal Jordan. He's going to be the Green Lantern. And if they then say, by the way, 2019, the Green Lantern movie's coming out, and it's an origin story, um, what a fucking waste of time and money. Yeah. You know what I want to now. This you know who you know who I would see an origin story for from the DC universe? Martian Manhunter. I would watch the ever living shit out of well, that. Yeah, because nobody really knows. Yeah. Nobody that, really that would be such a good if they wanted to do like 
Oh, guys, it's that time. We really need to do another origin film. Oh. Fucking Martian Manhunter. See, but like, but like Robin, like we were talking the other day, wouldn't you rather them bring in, let's bring in the Green Lantern. And like we were saying, let's, let, let's, let's go with the Blackest Night storyline and let's put huh. it on film. Absolutely. I, but, no, I but, want that but so let's bad. Not, let's not spend any time giving us any origin or any introduction to any of these characters. Let's just have like dead man be on the screen and you know who he is. Let's have John Johns be on the screen and you know who he is. There's no origin. He hasn't been in a movie before. We just cast the dude to play John Johns and hey, um, oh, you're either going to know. Have you, have you guys caught Justice League Dark yet? No. Oh, you got to see that. Well, you're talking the, the animated. The animated. Movie? Yes, yes, yes. That's the Constantine one, right? Yes, yes, okay. yes. Yeah, that is awesome. That is terrific. That is, I mean, and I spoke to the director. I spoke to um, Batman, who's the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I always knew Batman was the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> um, Jason O'Mara, he does the he does the Batman for the new, um, you know, uh, the Justice League War and on. He does the Batman voice. It used to be Kevin Conroy, and he does right. stuff for his, you know, his Batman is different than this Batman. This Batman is the newer Batman, like the New 52 kind of Batman. So he does the voice for him. Um, you know, the, <laughs> fucking Constantine. Yeah, no, dude, it's 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 amazing. And they had Zatanna and Dead Man and Swamp Thing and Etrigan the drag the demon. And they didn't have to, you, they gave you a little bit of backstory in the comic, you know, like, you know, who's, here's how Etrigan happened, you know, this is what happened with him, and, you know, this is Dead Man, and, but, but again, not a whole movie, it's just like, okay, these are the people that are in there, throw them in the sandbox, Batman got them together, and there you go, you Justice Leave Dark, boom, well, and, I think and you as go. The public, we're, we're smart enough to, and we're, we're information enough and savvy enough that, if you hear that, oh my God, did you hear that? Um, uh, did you hear that Sean Astin's playing uh, Dead Man in the new Blackest Night? Um, if you don't know who Dead Man is, just Wikipedia him. Yeah. And, that, and we don't need an origin story. We don't need, I don't know. No, I would be, I'm over, that's the thing I'm over with. with superhero movies is we're, we're getting into this thing, even in the MCU where we're going to need new characters and I don't want to waste a fucking film introducing the fucking character. No, you're right. Just give them to me. You're right. There's no daylight between us. That's, that's for sure. And I, but I I think that I I would doubt that they would have to do that. I mean, maybe they're going to do that with Greenland. I, I I strongly think that they they aren't because I think it's like Jeff Johns is like kind of like the guy now, and his baby's Green Lantern. And I think you know, I think I hope that because he has enough love for the character, he's going to you know say, hey, we're just going to cut to the chase here because it's it's not worth it to do. You know, yes, how Joanie got the ring. Blah 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 blah. Let's go into you know darkest night, or let's go into you know something. You know, let's 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 do something, or or green twilight, or or whatever. Or By the that, way, or, Sean Astin is a terrible dead man. <laughs> Just so everybody's, <laughs> I, I pulled that name out of my arse. Yeah, it was a terrible choice. No, no, but you know. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I saw this article. I don't know if it was a phony or not. I didn't look up the. I, I didn't look up to see if it was a real thing. But basically, there was this uh, conversation between people who knew somebody that knew somebody that was at this meeting. That um, the new Batman script. They don't really have a script. It's horrible, and that ah, we'll make money. It's Batman, so they don't really care. And I, I don't think that that's true. I think they, you know, it's an important whoever's making these decisions. You know, they're, they're they're I mean, they've got a lot hanging on this. And even though they're going to get like, you know, um, box office overseas and people don't think about this. It's like a lot of their revenue comes from overseas now. It's not, you know, necessarily just, you know, American audiences in butts in the seats. It's the syndication. It's the toys. It's the. You know, it's it's all that stuff. It's the international box office. It's China. The reason that they don't even put Tibet in, um, you know, in uh, in what you call it, in in Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, is because they don't want to offend China. Yep. You know, so because they know China's like maybe 70 percent of their box office. So, you know. They, 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 I, I think that, you know, I hear your concern and you're probably right. You know, maybe there is some of that because kind of Hollywood is this monolith. They don't like move very well. They're like a dinosaur. They kind of like move slowly. But I think even them, they're kind of getting, it's like, you know, we don't really do need to do origin story. Let's, you know, because you have the creators, like you have the guys that actually drew the comics and love the comics and were right. Like you have the Jim Lees and the Joe Casadas and the Jeff um, Jeffrey um, Joe Johns or whatever, and you have these guys at the top of their their craft, you know, leading the studios and saying, "Hey guys, this is how you want to do a Batman movie, or this is how you want to do, you know, whatever." It's not just kind of these suits, you know. Even though the suits have a lot of say, they're gonna say, "Well, you know, I think you guys know what you're doing, you know, because you see the box office when things work, right?" Yeah, you hope. You would hope. I mean, they want to make money. Ultimately, it's not a soup kitchen, right? They want to make money. So if you want to make money, you know, you, you listen to the people that know what they're doing. You know, I would hope. But, you know. They should just put us in charge. I think so. They should. Nick, you're in, right? I'm totally in. They listen to me. Forget it, man. I, th- I think Nick's struggling to find a sound clip. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't want re- to throw him the ball. He doesn't want to replay an old one, you know. <laughs> hey, as you know, Alex, at the end of our show, we we do the 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 you geeking on part, you know, the Geek Weekly. Oh man, didn't I already do it? I've been geeking on so much shit. Already. I know you, <laughs> you, you like you, you almost preempted it. <laughs> oh God, oh man. Um... A little well, preemptive geeking. Preemptive geeking I've been doing. So let me make pills for that. So Yeah, you know, it happens when you, you get to a man a man of a certain age will have the preemptive geeking. It's like three um, and four, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um you know what I'm geeking out about really is um there are these um it's a downtown um gosh, I gotta pull it up because I don't wanna get it wrong. But um, let me see. Uh, there's this. There are these um, uh, books that are put out. Uh, let me see. Hold on. Can somebody go to? Can we go to somebody else for a second? Because I got. Yes. I got to pull this. I'll up. go. 
because I never get to go. Never? Never. Well, never, like... We do this weekly. I know. I don't ever get to go, like, first, though. Oh, okay. So... By all means, right? Take it away. Um, it's a recent geek, as in, like, uh, yesterday. But I have totally devoured the concept of and the stories found uh, in Cereal Box. Um... It's a serialized story format platform where you actually buy seasons of a story. And they are um, about an hour long chunks. The book, uh, the one book I have is two seasons long, 13 episodes a season. Um, and just the, the app itself is great where you can be listening to the audio book and then if you decide, like, like I was, I was in the car listening to the audiobook, and I stopped for lunch, and I wanted to bring my phone in to continue reading. Um, I thought I'd have to find where I was. Well, it's like synced up. So if you stop playing the audiobook when you go to the actual page, uh, you're right where you left off, which is oh, so fucking convenient. cool. It's really, really awesome. Um, and the stories are cool, and it's a, uh, it's just. It kind of makes it almost like um, like episodes of Lost, where they're like character centric. Um, and so that's you know that's that's what I'm geek- I'm geeking on Serial Box. It is my new, it's it's the new way I will be reading books, and listening right. to books, I guess as well. So, uh, the app is available on the App Store, or you can just go to Serial Box, and it's with an S S E R I A L. So I'll have to give that a look then. How about you, Rob? What are you geeking on? Um, let's see. Well, that now he says. What? What? Yes. Um, uh, I powered through the latest season of Archer Seven. Um, in preparation for season eight, getting ready to come out. I believe it's next week. Uh, and if you guys haven't watched that, it is still on point. Um, it's really, really solid. So I've been watching Archer a lot. And then, uh, I believe the night that we are recording tonight, this Wednesday, uh, it's also the season finale of Legion. I've been plugging the shit out of it. It's still hyper intense and absurd and fantastic. And I, uh, I'm really excited to see where they end this season. So, uh, it's been Archer and Legion for me. This seems really short. I uh, I thought so too, but I think it's like uh, yeah, I think it's only like eight episodes or so. Wow. Um, yeah, no, it is it is really short. But I mean, that being said, I'd rather them do it right uh, in eight yeah, episodes right than in, in try to stretch eight, it to thirteen. Exactly, and so far they have been doing it right. So I will, you know, if they're going to end it at eight for a season, fuck it, call it Pykel. Nice. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, joe what about you i uh i told you guys a while back that i backed a kickstarter for some bow ties and um my uh my order is on its way and i am so stoked i'm heckin pumped man (laughs) get my bow ties i'm heckin pumped (laughs) (laughs) oh i am so fucking swiping that (laughs) <laughs> oh, I am heckin' pumped. 
<laughs> but yeah, they look they look phenomenal. The the patterns, the three of the five patterns I chose were sold out a couple of days afterwards. So I'm glad that I found out the website was live. I think I, I think I'm the tenth order. All right. Yeah. So I'm I'm so excited about it, and I can't wait. They're they'll be here sometime next month, and there'll probably be pictures of me wearing each of them on the internet some somewhere. Good. Can I go into retrograde and add to something I'm geeking on? No. We've oh. never done that ever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ryan, what else? I don't okay. mind because Mercury is in retro- retrograde. So. Well, Mercury is in retrograde. <laughs> I, uh, I'll be getting my Warby Parker glasses in this week. Nice. And I am very excited to have those. I've been waiting on them. I also um, may or may not have bought a ukulele. <laughs> Did you get the so, smart uke? I didn't get the smart uke. No, um, they don't have a left-handed version. Mm. So I got myself a, a just a a uke. I have a ukulele and a pair of uh, um, hipster glasses coming in, and um, and then I've got uh, by my count like eight kickstarters that should be landing within the next two weeks. So I'm very excited about the packages I'll be having dropped on my doorstep. Man, you're going to be the cream of the coffee house. I know. <laughs> I, uh, I don't, that was actually off the top of my head, and that worked way better than I thought it would. It wasn't too bad. I, it was great. It yeah, doesn't yeah. always work out that way. That was great. Yeah, no. It was, it was a shot in the dark, and uh, it, yeah, I think it stuck. So, so Sorry, sorry to jump in there, Joe, but you're, no, uh, you're, no, your I coach, don't I think, I'd, it reminded me that I had some things coming on. So. I okay. dig it. So uh, we good? Yeah, you're you're up. Okay, so Downtown Bookworks. You can check them out at downtownbookworks.com. Now, I have been with these cats forever. They're awesome. Um, the, basically, their whole thing is they take these kind of, you know, Silver Age, DC kind of styled characters, and they do all kinds of like, you know, their kids books. There's, you know, early reader to, you know, young adult. And they recently sent me, you know, um, this awesome joke book. It's like right in the wheelhouse of my eight-year-old boy. He loves it. And um, fantastic stuff. So it's like really cool old school illustrations and the joke books. And so, you know, it's it's fantastic. And my girl... And, you know, not just because she's a girl, but she loves to cook. I love to cook. And so she helped make Sunday dinner for us because she was doing this um, PBS. And they have this line of PBS books. Um, and um, yeah, and if you look on my um, my my Instagram account, it's Instayard, you'll see pictures of her um, doing this. She did a cheese, tomato, uh, and pesto uh, pasta salad, which was out of this world, which is like my son has been asking for her to make it every day this week so he can have for lunch. I mean, it's phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, she and she's great. I mean, and it's it's like kids age stuff. It comes with like these measuring cups that are all stacked from like tablespoon all the way up to a cup. Um, easy to follow recipes, pictures for everything. I mean, really fantastic. And I mean, it's so kind of like, you know, you're measuring and, you know, you're working in the kitchen and you don't need knives. You don't need heat. 
you know, there's stuff for parents to do to kind of prep and then they have at it and it's so much fun and it's so like kind of like a family thing. I mean, it's really great. Like if you have kids to work with, you know, these are like fantastic products. And so they need all the kind of like, you know, support. And if you want to take a look, um, you know, it's the PBS Kids Do It Myself Cookbook. Um, and that is from um, downtownbookworms.com. Uh, fantastic. And they have all, like I said, they have all kinds of stuff. You can take a look at them. And, uh, you know, I can get you the, you know, um, the websites and stuff and information I can uh, send Please. to you guys so you can, you know, p- pass that along because, I mean, forget it. They're, they're definitely going to be in my, and I have an Easter egg coming up for all things geek at um, thegoodmenproject.com. So, you know, Easter gifts, geek gifts, things that you can do with the kids, kind of outdoor stuff. Like I said, this PBS line of books that they have now, they come with like, they have a birding guide that comes with binoculars. They have outdoor kind of like, you know, digging up dirt and, you know, kind kind of STEM scientific stuff for kids. So it's, it's really fantastic stuff for kids. So, you know, definitely, you know, geek parents can get out there, work with their kids and, uh, you know, it's, it's cool. It's cool stuff. So that, that's what I've been geeking out like most recently with. So, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, send us those links. Absolutely. Nick, how about you, man? What are you geeking on? Oh, he can't talk? One, two, three. Here we go. My family isn't at work today. It's Sunday. We are free. We're all off work, having fun, doing a hobby. My girlfriend's in the kitchen, she's taking up cookery. She promised me to play computer games after dinner at three. Grandad's playing cards again and watching movies on TV. Grandma's knitting and sewing, reading a book on her knee. Mom's gone down to the woods today, painting a picture of a tree. And father's in his woodwork chest, he'll be finished at 5.30. My sister's gone off hiking with her best friend Beverly. And her boyfriend's gone out fighting, she said it wasn't too windy. My brother's gone away camping, he won't be bothering me. Because my hobby's playing music really loud, I love that melody. Well, that you know well, what that was that? Well, there you go. Stay on that grind, man. Stay on. You'll really enjoy it at the end. <laughs> well, Alex, well, Alex, where can I, uh, oh. uh, listeners, find you at? Okay, you can find me uh, on Facebook at Alexander Yard. You can find me at Twitter on at that Alex Yard at Twitter. You can find me. Um, at thegoodmenproject.com, where I have a uh, bi-weekly column, All Things Geek, and it's just that. It's All Things Geek. It's, you know, movies, TV, comics, toys, and I'm getting a lot of toys because I just was at Toy Fair. So a lot of folks coming through, all kinds of stuff. Like, my kids are like, it's like Christmas every, you know, day because... <laughs> I'm getting like I just got like all these Lego sets, you know, for uh-huh. kids. So they're just like, you know, dying. they're like, wow, my dad's great. My dad's <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun. So uh yeah, check it out. You know, all things geek at uh the goodmenproject.com 
or you can check me out at uh, DialogueYard at uh, Twitter.com or my Instagram is InstaYard. So, which is clever. Y A R D E. Yeah. InstaYard. So, yeah, that's me. Well, thanks for coming on and, uh, and, Dude, and thanks for having some me. DCEU with me. Thank you. Thank you. I hope it was helpful. I hope, uh, you know, you guys, uh, you know, rock on with the thing and, you know, keep the geek flags flying because you guys are special people. Oh. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. You're going to make me blush. <laughs> Doesn't take much. Which is something to see because he's very pale. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, so definitely uh, let me know. Keep me, keep me informed with the uh, – I'll send the links on and uh, let me know uh, what, what's going on, what's what. Yes, sir. All righty. Take care, bud. Thanks a lot, gentlemen. Take care. Be well. Have a good one. All righty. <laughs> Nick, that was the oddest episode you've ever been on in your entire life. Through and through. <laughs> well, I think there's going to be plugs, right? I think, I hope. You should oh, stay for those, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hope so. <laughs> All right. If you're one of them reader sorts and you're always on the go, we've got something for you. Check out audible.com slash geekcastlive for a free 30-day trial. Find some of your favorite books recorded for your mobile convenience. Check it out. Who knows? You might learn something. Like the fact that all Stephen King books should be narrated by Morgan Freeman's brother, Sam. Hey everybody, GCR. I want to talk to you about waywardraven.com. These guys are creating some pretty rad content, and you can find it at waywardraven.com. Use our discount code NECKBEARD, save yourself 15%, and, you know, make yourself feel good about a purchase. Not like that rowing machine you had to get because you thought for sure this would be the year you lost weight. You know, don't get one of those. Don't get one of those copper pans where the eggs don't stick. Get yourself a good, independently created comic book. Do it. Be sure to follow us on iTunes by searching GeekCast Live, and while you're at it, subscribe and leave us a review. If Cartoon Joe is a flavor that moves you, be sure to check him out his other show, This Freakin' Show. Tune in as Cartoon Joe and Travis the Ocelot chop it up about games, current events, or whatever the hell moves them, all while enjoying a delicious yoo Check them out at thisfreakinshow.com and vote Green Party. Brian? Hey. hey! Hey! This is Brian. This Geekcast too is Joe Brian. And Geekcast Ray. I'll take it. You took that? Oh, man. So you guys have like 8 bit avatars, and I have nothing. You have like, a, like an old timey picture of somebody Gary Cooper. Who is Gary Cooper? Oh, oh he's a, he's a, he was in High Noon, wasn't he? Holy shit, you just pulled one out your ass. That's good. Yeah, hey, Gary Cooper, the song, the Ritz, putting on the Ritz. Everybody wants to look like Gary Cooper. He was one of the most famous actors of his day. D 
during the Shirley Temple era. Fantastic. Yeah, I've, Gary Cooper was in High Noon, and I've only uh, I've only recently started learning the actors of my day. So <laughs> <laughs> I do not blame you because what there must be a billion of them today. Uh, pretty close, but I went through a phase there where I couldn't recognize any of them, and if I did, I was usually wrong. I'm on there with you. Uh, yeah, Gary Cooper was the uh, the man. Um, yeah, he was pretty badass, and uh, he's long dead, so you oh, don't very much so. <laughs> yeah, but uh, hey, I love your your avatars are sweet. The 3D glasses. Thank you. Love it. Is there a significance to the 3D glasses? Uh, mostly, I wear glasses that look like that, and I just wanted to mix them up. Uh, but also, uh, I'm a big Doctor Who fan, and uh, the 10th Doctor was pretty famous for uh, uh, using 3D glasses a lot. So That's pretty awesome. I, I actually, my books and my art is not done in 3D, but it actually is legitimate 3D, simply because of the color palette. So at the conventions, I have a 3D glasses I put on a table, and... You know, a lot of people look, look I, I show them the book and the uh, art in 3D, and it's pretty badass. Right. And in fact, if I ever, if I could ever make my stretch goal, the uh, one of the uh, stretch goals was going to be 3D glasses, but mm. not even at the damn goal yet, so. Right, right, right. Ryan, how are we? Are we doing this episode as a? Uh, is this a level up or is this going to be put it into the regular week? I can, I can run it as a level up or I can put it in um, right in the middle of this episode or at the end of the episode. I don't know. A couple weeks ago, Rob and I did a review of Doctor Squatch that I put before the bit of base, mm -hmm. but after the plugs, uh, we can do that with this. Um, uh, basically, it could be just, or, or we could do it as a, as a, um, just a level up uh, bonus episode. I, I would think we just put it in at the end of the show, um, kind of a, you know, hey, thanks for sticking around, everybody. Uh, we got a special interview with you. With you know, we've got Ryan from Staunch Ambition talking about his comic book Kickstarter. Perfect. Um, and then, and then just roll that right into the bit of base. Perfect. That sounds good to me. Sound good to you, to Brian? Yeah, it's fine, man. Sweet action. Yeah. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready whenever we want to start. I don't know if you want to lead or you want me to lead, Rye. Uh, take it away, man. Sure. Hey, uh, Cartoon Joe here. Thanks for sticking around. We're here with uh, uh, staunch ambition creator Brian Lau, who is uh, currently running a Kickstarter right now. Welcome, Brian. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. It's uh, it's great to be on. Yeah, thanks for thanks being for being here, here man. Yeah, it's awesome. I got I got uh, two avatars in front of me, one with 3D glasses and one with no eyeballs at all. <laughs> well, That's quite I the contrast. Uh, I was uh, I wasn't born instead of in eyes, I was born with two heads of lettuce where my eyes should be. <laughs> so, but it, it's wow. hard to, it's hard to get that to translate over into an 8-bit avatar. So, I just went with no eyes. But that's delicious. I mean, I'm just getting hungry thinking about it. Yeah, it was a nice, crisp iceberg, which is great. <laughs> iceberg? No, no, no. Romaine, please. <laughs> Arugula, you sack of shit. 
Uh, excellent. Lettuce-sized Johnson. Lettuce-sized Johnson. <laughs> kind of an ants-in-my-eyes Johnson <laughs> riff, but... Nice. Uh, I was picking up what you are putting down. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your uh, comic book? Uh, yeah, the uh, book I'm working on, it's Staunch Ambition, as you said. It's a sci-fi supernatural. So the concept, the overall story arc is, well, one of my uh, taglines is welcome to the new enlightenment. So the idea is we had our enlightenment, we had the scientific age and technology, and as technology advances, my story is supposed to be that it could actually happen in our future. It's not a galaxy far, far away. So as technology advances through technology, mankind enters into the supernatural realm, thus welcome to the new enlightenment. So that's the overall concept that drove me to do this book. Uh, something that I hadn't seen done anywhere that I know of. Of course, there's a lot of material I haven't visited, but um, and then the concept also deals with uh, things in our future that might happen, like uh, genetically engineered clones uh, spliced between animal and human DNA, which is one of my main characters, Azuris. And they, the concept is they make these clones to simply work with no sexual organs, a limited self-awareness. So uh, one of the you know great sci-fi uh, concepts is dealing with this this idea of becoming self-aware but not so much in my story I want to deal with that but I kind of want to deal with it also in the aspect of uh, Azurus not having sexual organs am I human or am I male or female and then being a splice between human and animal am I animal or human and what is the distinctions or what does it mean to be human or animal and and then I have Riel, who's one of the main characters, a female uh, uh, lead supervisor on the uh, Ambition, which is a space station built by Staunch Industries, thus the name Staunch Ambition. So um, it's kind of uh, just kind of dealing with these kinds of issues in our future and us also entering into the supernatural realm. Now, did I, did I hear that right, that the concept is, is that as we advance as a species, our technology gets more advanced, our higher learning gets more advanced, and that in turn creates the ability to kind of have these, I mean, I guess, like superpowers, air quotes, is that, it's really not, uh, that's that's how you, that's how these are bestowed upon people, is that it, or? Uh not so much superpowers. It's, okay. it's not like it's not like a super. I mean, actually, you're kind of right, but I, I guess it depends on what you mean by that. So, for instance, it's if you mean by like superhero book or superhero powers, no. But if we're talking about supernatural powers, yeah, sure, we can go there. But uh, so the concept is, you know, we have our advanced technology. Um, and we enter into the supernatural realm, which is not just the physical or uh, scientific uh, empirical uh, realm, but it's kind of deals with, you know, supernatural events. So, yeah, of course, you're going to have like superpowers in that respect. So, yeah, it's 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 if technology gave us the ability to answer this or to enter this new dimension, uh, I often call it like a thought dimension. 
So some of my drawings of Azurus show these like uh, orbiting energy spheres flying around him, which would represent his like thought energy. And that thought energy would change shape, size, color, uh, depending on his uh, mental state of being. So, um, yeah, definitely very power, but in a supernatural sense. That 100% answered the question. Yeah, I mean, fantastic. I'm, but I say it that way because it did start out when I, I, I kind of built this character in a uh, in a beginning form during college, and it was a very superheroish kind of a, a typical storyline. And I tried to pursue it, and it never really went anywhere. And then I got married, had kids, and then years later, I you know I kept revisiting this concept and this character and this story, and it turned into this whole you know, 180 degree turn of a supernatural sci-fi story. So that's, that's uh, why I clarified that way. Fantastic. I hate it when I say something when I'm on mute. I know it happens to me all the time. <laughs> really pisses I, me I, off. Oh man. I hate, I hate not going on mute because I'm like a dude who fidgets. And you so know, like I, if, if I'm not on mute, you're going to hear me like, scratching the pillows or something you know what i hate I, I hate my short temper and how angry i get so quickly it just enrages me <laughs> <laughs> i mean pisses me off to no end how annoyingly pissed off i get <sighs> yeah it's a struggle self-fulfilling <laughs> Exactly. I just hate. Just fuels you. Just the hate fuels you. You know what I you know what I hate? I hate I hate how bad I hate. <laughs> so uh, do you do all do you do all the art and everything for for the book as well or? No, 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 no. Okay. Um yeah, I I I mean so for like the preview issue, I have a well, I'm an independent creator, of course, and so, well, not of course, but that's what I am. So I uh, did a preview issue just to kind of start to hit conventions and bring this concept to people because I knew that, you know, I didn't want to go out and try to, you know, do Kickstarters or whatnot to, without, you know, building an audience. So I did one of the covers uh, of Azurus, one of the main characters, the worker clone I was speaking of. Uh, where he's like looking down on the earth and the, uh, you know, so I do. And, and for issue one, I had Freddie Williams, uh, Freddie Williams signed on to do the uh, cover. He did the uh, ink wash and then I put the colors to it. So then I also letter and I'm writing it and then co-writing it because not being a, like a writer by trade, I was a little kind of concerned to just come in and try to write my own book so you know i collaborated and building a sci-fi universe is is quite an endeavor so uh to make it to flesh it out and make it like a realistic sci-fi universe it's it's it, i felt better to have some uh co-writer with me so i'm collaborating with a lot of different talent and different artists i also have neil anderson doing uh the colors for me and erwin arosa doing pencils and whatnot so um i'm overseeing everything but i'm collaborating with a lot of great talent 
Yeah, I'm looking at your uh, your crew page again on your website, and you've got just just the list of talent that's going into this is amazing. You know, you've got uh, even Koi Fam. Uh, yes. Doing some cover art for you, which is just unbelievable. Yeah, Koi Fam did the cover. I, my preview issue that I said I did a cover for um, is a flip book. So the one side is a prologue to the story. So I have my story, and then I did a prologue, which kind of gives you like a history of, you know, a history of their history. So a little backdrop of where this universe came from. And and then you flip the book, and it has Koi Fam's cover with a sneak peek to issue one and some background, behind-the-scenes concept and uh, character development, a page from uh, original concept to final render. So uh, the preview issue is a flip book with two covers. So, yeah, Koi Fam, you're familiar with, I take it. So he's worked with uh, Marvel, DC. Now he's working with DC. He's worked with Disney. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's spectacular. So. Absolutely, I love I love his stuff. I gotta, you know, I'm not not super conversant in different comic book artists, if I'm honest. But, you know, when I see something I like, I like it. So. Well, for sure. I mean, there's a there's a ton of artists out there. Yeah, and Koi Fam has what what's interesting about him is he's got this often like old school traditional comic book style but with a, like a unique modern uh take on it so it's uh he's got an interesting style and he, it was uh, it was awesome that he signed on to do a cover for me as uh, also freddie williams who did my cover to issue one recently just did teenage uh, mutant ninja turtle uh, Batman crossover, which was very successful, and now he's doing like Thundercats and uh, something. I I can't remember what it was, but uh, he's been working with DC for years. Wow. Yeah, I actually uh, I just Red. yeah I clicked over to look at uh, uh, Koi Fam's Facebook page uh, stuff, uh, which is the the link from your website takes you there, and uh, a lot of his art is as realistic as Rob Liefeld's isn't. <laughs> you know so what? You explained so that perfectly. Drawing. Yeah, anyone who knows comics knows exactly what you're saying, right? So, oh my God, Joe, that was apt. That was apt. <laughs> Poor Rob Liefeld. Oh, we should send him some money. I think I'm gonna write him a check right now. Mil- guy, here, Mil- I'm getting my check. No, he needs money. I mean, people rip on him all the time. The poor guy. He just can't draw well. It's he has, yeah, you know. He well, I, I don't think he knows stuff. what people look like. Is his problem? He actually he draws just fine. He just <laughs> he just draws does it wrong. Just fine. It's just right. Not... right. He just he's got um he's got like um house <laughs> he draws of just context. Fun. I think that's what his parents told him as he was like bringing drawings to him that, you know, his mom and dad when he was a kid. You draw just fine, buddy. Don't worry about the eyes are on his feet. People definitely <laughs> stand that way. <laughs> yes. With their chest and just, ass facing the camera. I was just going to say, you should be able to see someone's <laughs> fore and aft. <laughs> MC Escher people. The guy is brilliant. If they built ships oh, like it, God. they'd sink. 
if you built a ship like he drew things, the ship would sink. No, they wouldn't sink. They would float at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's perfectly floating on the bottom of the ocean. I'll float down Incredible. here, Georgie. Incredible. <laughs> I love you I love the way you guys approach lot or uh, the world, I guess. <laughs> Just a rambling six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yes. That's a good deal. Yeah. yeah. Kevin gotta, Bacon. I like when I make my banter, I like to I put it in a roasting pan. And I'm one of those old school guys who just uses one can of Coca-Cola. And I pour it over the pot roast, a little, some potatoes. Bob's your uncle, you got a pot roast about three hours. <laughs> uh, if you can't do homemade banter, store-bought is fine. Yeah, like a Stouffer's, mm -hmm. like a Stouffer's family size <laughs> banter. Yeah. yeah. You just quote John Mulvaney for 20 minutes and <laughs> Call it a night. <sighs> So you've got so, we've got a Kickstarter, Kickstarter. going on. Yeah, two-day, well, uh, three, uh, what is this? Actually, I think at this present moment in history, this is a historic moment, we have, I think, two days because I started it at like 11 o'clock at night, and this is past 11, so. Two days left. Come on, people, because uh, I think we're 66%. Yeah, right about. I'm actually on there right now. You're at uh, about just under three grand of your forty-five hundred dollar goal. Right, and I know Kickstarter has that last two-day notice, and a lot of action starts to happen. But I'm having a nervous breakdown because a lot of action's about to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear you there. So what are? But, uh, yeah. Why don't you tell us some about some of the rewards? Well, yeah, the Kickstarter. The uh, the Kickstarter is for issue. This is my second issue. The first issue Kickstarter was successful, and this is to print issue two, and this is to fund the creation of issue three. We started issue three, but uh, just in the beginning stages. So, um, and the. Kickstarter offers everything. I mean, if you've never heard of Staunch Ambition, you can get the previews, you can get issue one, and you can get issue two. On top of issue one and two, I also have exclusive variant covers for issue one and two that are not just variant covers, but they're um, a limited print run that are so or, uh, that are numbered. So it's a limited, and each each issue is numbered. Uh, so I have that for issue one, and I'm running out. I only have a few. And all, the variant exclusive cover, or, uh, issues of one and two are only available through Kickstarter. You can't get them at the cons. You can't get them anywhere else. So, you know, it, part of Kickstarter is to be able to get something that you can't get mainstream. It's all, you know, pretty much like kickstarting like an independent project. So I have some of the issue variant number one, which is actually... The number one variant exclusive is a double size issue because I combined the preview issue with issue one. So it has the prologue with the full issue one in it. And then I like behind the scenes like creation and concept art and whatnot. And then issue two, I have the standard issue two and the variant numbered 
exclusive number two that's only offered through Kickstarter. And then I have some of the issues signed by Koi Fam and Freddie Williams. And I have music, original music written for the book. I have T-shirts. I have prints and all that kind of stuff. So um, it's beautiful art. I have an amazing team working with me. So uh, at least it's worth looking at. We've been putting our heart and soul, blood, sweat, and tears into it. Totally, totally. Yeah, tell me, remind me again about the uh, the music that goes with it. Uh, well, I'm not a musician, but I've always tinkered around in the arts, and one of the things is I tinker around on piano, and I uh, compose a few melodies, and always dreamed of being a rock star. So, uh, you know, just loving the arts. But uh, when I decided to do this book, I decided to take those melodies and I was like, you know what, I'm going to produce, I'm going to work with some people and produce them into actual music. So I uh, worked with a group called Elements of Cadence that I also found on Kickstarter. They were offering a, offering a reward that was like, uh, you know, we'll write a song with you. So I sent, I uh, purchased that reward. I sent them my melodies and we went back and forth and we did an alternative rock song, which in my first Kickstarter, uh, the I use these songs in my uh, videos for the Kickstarter. So my first Kickstarter, I use this alternative rock song um, for the video. And then I also worked with a guy named Jason, uh, uh, Jason Conley uh, to do an electronic instrumental song based upon my melodies and that's in the kickstarter for issue two on my uh, uh video so uh beautiful music well composed and uh the electronic instrumental is like a theme for staunch ambition and and, and they're just beautiful and work great for the videos so fantastic yeah i've got i've got to listen to what you have on your videos and and from your your website and it's really cool stuff i highly recommend going to staunchambition.com right yes everything everything is staunch ambition uh staunch ambition facebook staunch ambition instagram twitter face you know the website it's all staunch ambition that's cool it's very cool Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of great, you know, it's fun to uh, have, you know, just the music's kind of a cool little thing to, uh, like, send people, like, at the convention. I just did a convention in Columbus, Ohio, and, uh, you know, they purchased the book, and I'm like, yeah, I'll send you one of the songs, and then uh, using them for the trailer as rewards. It's all, it's all fun. I have t-shirts as well, but... Uh, the music, the music is just—it's a great filler uh, addition to the reading a story. I've had people, you know, give me feedback that they listen to the music while they're reading the book, and they—they uh, they just loved it. So it's—it's—it's it's, it's, uh, great to have that. Yeah, absolutely. We actually um, are working on a few of our own uh, graphic novels in house, and um, one of the things that we plan to do is have um, Spotify playlists that go along with as you read. So, oh really? Mm-hmm. Sweet. That's like, uh, does it beep when you like turn the page, or is it just simply? We haven't figured that out yet, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's that's a that's a work in progress thing there. Beep, like like that. <laughs> That'd be a no. good idea. I don't know. We'd have yeah, to my, out mine's really loose. 
Yeah, I know. I'm I'm not the fastest reader, so you know, I only consider that. So, but yeah, so it's definitely cool to hear that other people are uh, uh, taking it one step further and actually getting their own music written and <laughs> produced. Well, well, how is your music working? I mean, is it something you guys are producing or? No, it's just it's just literally creating a playlist off of Spotify. Oh, um, I gotcha, I gotcha. So something that fits to... the mood and stuff. Exactly, it's more right. It's a when you start reading the comic, maybe you know, let's say you're reading the comic and it's very, you know, it's a, uh, it's very happy in the first couple of pages. You might be listening to like uh, uh, Annie. Uh, the sun will come out tomorrow. Right, or even okay. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, just even if just an instrumental that is found on Spotify that makes you feel happy. Um, okay, uh, I got you. I got you. So no, that's be, per- it, it would kind of be the 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 uh, soundtrack to the deal. So, yeah, music is actually so crucial to you know movies and comics are such a visual and uh, uh, it's it's a great addition. So that's awesome, man. I want to. I definitely want to check that out when you guys get done with that. Oh, absolutely. What's the uh, project called? Is it something you got out there? Or? Uh, nothing's out there yet. Okay. Um, we are in the uh, uh, we're in the writing stage of of about five different comics. So, wow, sweet. Uh, hopefully, they all culminate uh, almost all at once. So that's that's kind of the goal. <laughs> That'd be the ideal. Right. Probably won't be that way, but eh, man, that's a that's a lot of work you got. You guys have been putting all this together uh, up front, so. It's possible like four or five of those might come out at once. Uh, yeah, that's 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 definitely the hope. Sweet. And if not, they'll follow shortly behind each other. So we need to uh, um, probably just have a little bit of a get together and, and hammer some stuff out. So yeah, but it'll, it'll <laughs> get there. We're 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 actively working on. It. Yeah, don't want to give up. Don't want to give up too too much detail, though. You know, we got to keep some things tight to the vest. Mm-hmm. Right, like the uh, sun will come out tomorrow. Is right. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I, I can't use that song now. I know that you uh, were thinking of that. So luckily, it worked out that it was uh, uh, the third guy on our show, uh, Rob Bass. That was in his comic, so he's the one who has to change it. Right. So <laughs> suck it, Bass. <laughs> but. Well, Brian, thanks for coming on and, and talking to us about it. You want to tell everybody one more time where they can find you and where they can find your Kickstarter? Uh, yeah, it's uh, staunch. Uh, and the word staunch is, you know, basically launch with ST. And I, some, I guess that's not a common word as much as I thought it was, but staunch ambition. Uh, if you type staunch ambition in Google, Kickstarter, um, staunchambition.com. I have links to the Kickstarter, to Facebook, to Twitter. So it's all kind of connected. Uh, and we have two days left on the uh, issue two Kickstarter. And issue three will be coming out uh, soon. So basically, all you need to remember in your life is staunch ambition. Fantastic. And the really cool thing about it is uh, the S-T-A and the T-I-O-N are different colors. And so it says station. Yeah, that, that's on purpose. Uh, awesome. uh, someone, was, someone was like, oh, I, did you know? <laughs> someone on Facebook was like, did you know that it says station in your <laughs> title? And I'm like, 
Wow. Damn it, yeah, I was no, going it, for ambience. <laughs> ambience, exactly. And I've said that many times, but no, the, the concept in the story real quick is it's staunch industries in the book built the ambition, which is the space station. So thus the name station. So it's all part of the plan. Absolutely. That's fantastic. I, I honestly love it. I love this. I can't, I really hope it's successful. Um, can't wait to get my hands on, on copies of it either way. So, yes, we will, we will force people to buy it. I have people on that. <laughs> Just kidding. No, yeah, it, it's a uh, it's a grind, but it's uh, it's the last two days are usually magical. So we'll just uh, pray for great magic. Well, good luck, man. Uh, I thank wish you all the best on that. Yeah, thank you guys so much, man. I, uh, I believe in this, of course. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing it. So I I, I appreciate all the uh, compliments. I, I got a lot of great reception on this. So. That the like the like you uh, the team is is amazing. I'm working with the the talent uh, Neil Anderson and Irwin and uh, Tyler Thal and Freddie and Coy. So love it. Yeah, yeah. It's really it's and and yeah. I I can't I can't sing your praises enough on this. So uh, Thank I you. just I hope I hope people take it and run with it and and I hope I I really hope everything works out. <laughs> So, At least check it out. Everyone just check it out. Yeah. Yeah. If the music doesn't convince you. <laughs> I'm telling you. So. Uh, yeah. So Brian Lau, Staunch Ambition, check it out. Absolutely. Thanks, buddy. Hey, you guys have a good night. Yeah, thanks. You too. You too, man. Thanks for listening to episode 410 with special guests Alec Yard and Brian Lau. I am GCR, and this is a Holland Oats remix. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs>